0: Today's episode of Locked Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, June 21st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go rate me with five stars. Leave a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcast, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well.
1: So obviously Seth Jones wants out of town. I think everyone in the world knows this by now. Uh, I've kind of moved past being annoyed about it and I'm more interested in what we're going to get back with the return of John Davidson to Columbus. uh, It's basically assumed that we're going to trade him this season. Kekalainen was happy to kind of. Keep him around without an extension next season, Uh, but John Davidson has decided that that's not the way to do this, which I agree with. And one of the teams that we have been heavily linked with is Chicago, who are in desperate need of uh, some kind of high-end defense to bridge the gap between Duncan Keith aging out and these new young, not quite done developing defensive prospects that they have. So I've got. Jack Bushman of the Lockdown Blackhawks on the show, and we're gonna just kind of have some fun with it. We'll throw a couple of trade proposals around. Uh, we'll talk about what Seth Jones can do for the Blackhawks, things like that. So I guess we'll uh, we'll start off with with the uh, uh, softball. Is is Seth Jones someone that you you would take on your team? So.
0: I I would I would love Seth, jo- Seth Jones on my team. The question really is, what is it going to cost? And <clears throat> the the what makes it hard, I believe, is these last couple of years. Seth hasn't really been what he was when he first came to Columbus. I believe he's been there for six years now, right? Five or six. Yeah. And when I, when he was first there, I mean, double digit goals. I believe he had a season with sixteen. Um, and then ever since then, it's the offensive numbers have faded a little bit. And when you dive a little bit deeper into the analytics, he hasn't been as good. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily all Seth's fault. I know Columbus this past season, um, just as an organization, really struggled. So, um, it's tough because the Blackhawks they're in this spot where we know they need a number one defenseman. I don't believe. So Connor Murphy's, I've talked about this on my show recently, Connor Murphy's probably our best defenseman that we have right now. And he's more so a number two or even possibly closer to a number three. And with the young kids coming up, there is a little bit of a concern. Um, Adam Boquist is still only 20 years old, but there is a little bit of a growing concern that none of those prospects are going to become the top pairing defenseman. We kind of hoped that of one of them would end up becoming. And for Seth Jones, I think – so obviously the two big names, the two big defenseman names that everyone's throwing around are Seth Jones and Dougie Hamilton. And I personally – my personal opinion is I prefer Seth Jones over Dougie Hamilton because Dougie, I more so see great offensive defenseman, arguably the best in the league, don't get me wrong. But I don't know if he's that number one defenseman you want on the ice in the crucial moments of games. The Blackhawks were trying to get back into the postseason, and I don't know if Dougie Hamilton's your anchor that you want to lean on. I feel a little bit more comfortable going after a guy like Seth Jones because he has the offensive ability. I know it hasn't exactly been there the last couple of seasons, but, I mean, this is a guy who was scoring 40. He can get up into the 50s in points. I believe if he gets back to a right situation, I feel he can still be that defenseman. He's only 26 years old, right, Jay? Still only
1: 26? Yeah, I think he's... 20 26 or 27 but yeah like yeah.
0: yeah he's still 26 I just looked it up yeah. so I mean he's still got a lot of good years ahead of him and I think for the Blackhawks you, you absolutely have to be kicking the tires and seeing what's what's going on here what is it going to cost because we need a difference maker defenseman and Seth Jones, I think, in the right situation, can still be that guy. That's my personal opinion. I know other people who are really into analytics; they're kind of concerned with Seth, but I think, again, he—he's a 26 years old. He's six foot four, 200 pounds. He has a good offensive game, and he's shown in the past that he could be a good defensive defenseman. And I think for the Blackhawks, you're you're not going to get very many opportunities like this where you can actually go and get a high, like a, a defenseman of Jones's caliber, he's wanting out of Columbus. As you said, it's not a secret. Everyone in the world knows it. And the Blackhawks aren't going to have many more opportunities like this, I feel like. You, you They can be a little bit picky, but you can't nitpick every defenseman and say, oh, well, Seth Jones kind of scares me because the last two years the analytics haven't gone very well. For me, I don't think that's enough to be like, oh, I, I don't want to go get this kid. I think he has the capability Of being still a very a good top pairing defenseman. Now, a question I really wanted to ask you, Jay, is: so, as I've mentioned a a moment ago, Seth has been there for six years now. Started off really well. The last two haven't been as good. How much of that do you dictate to just Jones struggling himself? Because I have seen that Zach Wierenski, even though um, Columbus wasn't very good this year analytically, Zach Wierenski was still very good. Seth Jones was not. So, how much do you think? Is that Seth Jones's fault? Is it injuries or is it John Tortorell and the organization?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's probably a little bit of of all of the above. Um, something that I've been thinking a fair amount about is the the potential of COVID fatigue. We had a, a small breakout, like just as tra- like not even when training camp was happening, but it was like when they opened up the training facilities, like a month before, like. Early December, I want to say. We had like a small COVID breakout and a bunch of guys tested positive. And like looking back now, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like knowing what we know about how this affects you, I wonder if that's partially why why Jones struggled so much this season. Um but on the and yeah, again, like Tortorella, I think his his strength is kind of squeezing every drop of talent out of. A roster, and I've talked to a couple of people about this. And John Todorella I feel like had kind of checked out this season. And so if he doesn't care, then he's not pushing the team to care. And I think that was, you know, it's hard to it's hard to play for a coach who doesn't care. I think right. Um, on the flip side, Seth Jones has always been a, a bit of a weird one with analytics. Um, and I was talking to um. Alison Lucan about this, who is, you know, she's one of the best in the business in like Mm -hmm. stats, analytics, et cetera, especially in Columbus. Um, A lot of the things that Seth Jones is good at and a lot of the things that he like excels in for the Blue Jackets are things that are not really like readily available in advanced stats yet. Like there are things that he does that we haven't figured out how to measure yet. So, like, I'm thinking in particular things like his transition play, that was his big strength. With Columbus. And this season, I don't know whether it was a systems issue or what, but Columbus just could not get out of their own zone. And so I'm thinking that's probably like a reason why Jones struggled. It's a reason why the entire team struggled. But whenever people say, oh, Seth Jones is terrible because his analytics are bad, I'm like, yeah, okay, he didn't have a very good season. But also, I think when you look at analytics, you don't really get the entire picture when it comes to a guy like. Seth Jones compared to a guy like
0: I feel the, I feel the same way
1: compared to a guy like Wierenski who the things he's good at I feel like are things that are easily like quantifiable in stats. So like his possession numbers are pretty good, his offensive numbers are uh, are pretty good, but Jones is not the same kind of offensive rover defenseman that Wierenski is. So it, it, it's tough to really look at Seth Jones's numbers and say, well, this is what you're going to get because. The numbers are not really telling, telling the whole story, and we haven't quite figured out how to tell that story yet.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Jay Forster from Lockdown Blue Jackets on Seth Jones will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter... And now they also have six new flavors, which are Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. All of which, like their other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next builtbar order. And I feel like that's kind of the trouble with analytics is people get so caught up in the number side of things where that to me it never tells the full story in analytics. Like analytics can be very helpful, yes, but I don't think it's the end all be all. Like if this guy's analytical numbers are bad, I don't think that means necessarily he's a bad player.
1: No, and it's very easy to like, I feel like cherry pick advanced stats as well. And this is another thing that I talked to Allison about, is that you can like say you know and this is this is what bothers me a lot with plus minus which is uh you know it's a functionally useless stat in, right. in today's game but people will like like i was i was the other day someone was like oh it yeah, um patrick line i had like a minus 29 this season or something and they kind of if you look at that in a vacuum yeah that's terrible but you can't just like you know you know who famously has terrible plus minus alex vechkin no one is, no one does a ton
0: of work on the power play.
1: Yeah. No one is saying Alex Ovechkin is a terrible hockey player because of this. (laughs) And so it's very much like, I feel like, and this is a thing that's within the stats community as well. I've noticed is that people will tend to pick and choose stats to suit their narrative as opposed to looking at the stats and saying, what does this tell me? If that makes
0: sense. Right. No, that a hundred percent makes sense. I feel the exact, the exact same way about those numbers. It's, what can they tell me it's not the whole picture there it's how can this help me better understand the season someone just had I feel exactly
1: like Like, there was an article that in The Athletic that was that came out during the bubble last season and it was written by two guys that cover the Leafs so immediately I'm like okay I see where this is going and it basically was like well Seth Jones is bad because of x y and z and it felt very much like a case of well we Don't we we want to say that Seth Jones is bad, so we're going to pick out these stats that he is like subpar in and use that to fit to our narrative instead of again looking at the whole picture and saying, well, what does if this number was bad, what does this tell us instead of being like we want to pick a number that makes him look as bad as as possible. So it's just it's, it's extremely. It is extremely frustrating. And like I'm not a stats whiz. I'm not an analytics whiz. Like I'm an English major. So math is very much <laughs> not my thing. But and I like I, I fully admit that in terms of, well, I'm not gonna go out there and say, well, this stat means that this player is good. You know, I will look and listen and talk to people who know more than me. But this this kind of insistence on and I feel like it's especially prevalent with Seth Jones and I can't put my finger on why exactly Seth Jones has suddenly become the like the scapegoat for bad analytics but I feel like every other kind of player has not been subjected to this kind of well his analytics are garbage and therefore he's garbage. so it, it's it's right. as a as someone who has liked a lot of Jones's game and who understands that he struggled this season, it's very frustrating for um, people who don't cover the team to then turn around and be like, "Well, his plus minus is bad, and his forcing wasn't great," and just again failing to look at the big picture and understanding that, like, what Seth Jones's strengths are, because that that's the other thing. And I will stop talking about analytics in a minute. I promise, but it <laughs> it's defense, a good combo though. Defensemen are so hard to measure analytically because the like to me the you don't want to notice what a defenseman is doing you know if he Mm -hmm. if you see what if you notice something that a defenseman is doing generally it means that he's not doing his job you know especially
0: especially a defensive defenseman.
1: exactly you know you want him to be kind of a a blank space on the stat sheet because if he's doing his job right nothing's happening and exactly it's, it's so tough to kind of turn around and be like well we're going to measure all defensemen by this one standard.
0: Exactly. It's so hard to all, it's so hard to quantify all of them in one group because they all play differently and the numbers aren't going to show that, you know?
1: Exactly. This is, this is also what bothers me about like Norris voting. And I'm I'm getting, I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent now, but it feels like every year the Norris goes to the defenseman that scores the most points. Like there was a big push last season for John Carlson to win the Norris. John Carlson has never played defense in his life. What well, a bunch of points! Everyone was like, "Wow, he's so good." And it kind of the same. It's the same kind of thing with Victor Hedman as well. I feel like Victor Hedman is very good. Don't get me wrong. I think Victor Hedman is a top ten defenseman in this league. I don't necessarily think he should be in the Norris conversation every season, but because he puts up points and because he's noticeable, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, that that Victor Hedman, he must be really great because everyone talks about him all the time," you know.
0: That's kind, of, that's kind of how I feel about Drew Doughty. Like, people still love Drew Doughty. And I'm like, go
1: look at his numbers. They're horrible. Right. Like,
0: stop putting him in the Norris conversation.
1: People people keep voting for, like, 2012, Drew Doughty, I feel like.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, all right, so we did get on a little bit of a tangent there. A good tangent, though. Um, but one thing I definitely wanted to ask you, Jay, is, I mean, you have a little bit of Blackhawks ties. You like the team back in the day. And – how would, like, how would you feel that the Blackhawks made a good decision if they, if they put their, um, their faith in Seth Jones to be our number one defenseman of the future? Would that make you a little bit concerned? Like, sh- should Blackhawks fans be concerned about that? Or do you think that would be a-, a good move for this organization? Like, do you think Seth Jones still is a number one defenseman in this league?
1: Yes. Uh the, the short answer is yes. Uh the slightly longer answer is Seth Jones was the first piece in the Blue Jackets puzzle to kind of turn this franchise around in 2015. You know, I think arguably it was the hiring of John Tortorella and then it was the aqu- the uh, acquisition of Seth Jones and that was kind of for me the real turning point in kind of the league putting some respect on on Columbus's name and I think if he's you know, used correctly, I think, Yes, yeah, Seth Jones could obviously the 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 Blackhawks are kind of in a very the very kind of tentative stage of we've kind of started that rebuild. We're not quite there yet, but we're kind of on the upward we're on an upwards, upward trajectory. And I think if if they use him properly and if they kind of um I was talking to to Sarah Alvin Potter about this of of Locked on Kings because they kind of the the Kings were in for in for seth jones as well and it's seth jones if i don't necessarily know that you should um treat him as the savior of chicago hockey i the ideal for chicago i feel like is to use him as like a stepping stone and to kind of maybe acquire him for this season and then let him walk, flip him at the deadline, whatever, or sign him to a shorter, a shorter term contract and use him as kind of a um like I said, a, a stepping stone between kind of the decline of Duncan Keith and the rise of these younger defensemen. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not gonna lie, I'm not super familiar with like the the um Black Hawk's defensive pipeline like in a ton of detail. So if there is someone there that you think, okay, in two, three years, he could very well be this number one defenseman, then I think, yeah, Seth Jones as that stepping stone makes a lot of sense. If they're not there, then Seth Jones as the franchise defenseman, the kind of the the heir apparent to, you know, Duncan Keith's reign in Chicago, then I I think, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a space. There's, I think. Seth Jones' game will fit in extremely well with the uh what I've seen from Jeremy Carlton's uh coaching. I think that's that's a big a big kind of asset to to Seth Jones' game. Um but it kind of it all circles back around to what we said at the beginning, like what is what is Seth Jones gonna cost Chicago? Right. You know, and it becomes I'd, a point of I'd, what are you willing to give up? four for this defenseman.
0: All right, the crossover with Jay Forster from Locked On Blue Jackets will continue in just a moment. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code Lockdown, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back, The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting down to it. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. online, your online sportsbook experts. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, definitely want to get into some trade proposals in a second, but um, I feel like, so as you said, um, you're not too familiar with the Blackhawks pipe defensive pipeline as a whole. Um, there, we have a lot of them. There are a lot of good young defensemen that we're high on, but the two that we're, that we're probably the, looking forward to the most are Adam Boquist and Ian Mitchell. And both those guys I have a hard time picturing them ever becoming a number one defensively because they're more so offensive defensemen. They've been known for what they can do offensively, and they don't really have that much size. Both are not not bigger physical style defensemen. And that's why I think if the Blackhawks were to go get Seth Jones, first off, Blackhawks fans would throw a frenzy. They would treat him like the, the savior of Chicago hockey. That's just how Chicago fans are. That would 100% happen. Oh, yeah,
1: I I remember. I remember what Chicago <laughs> i remember the yeah, so ryanan uh debut
0: <laughs> and um with with seth the blackhawks if they do happen to somehow land him this offseason i i don't think it's uh we're gonna wait and see what happens maybe we'll flip him at the deadline it's gotta be i believe a, a sign and trade and he's got to commit to being part of the future and that's the part that, that's a little bit concerning, as you just said, it's like if you put him in the right space and kind of use him in that stepping stone, that might be the best situation. But I think if he does come here, he's going to step in right away and we're going to treat him like he's got to be the guy. And after hearing what you said, um, I mean, I, I know he can handle that role. I mean, he's played 25 minutes a game before uh, in the last couple of seasons. But the the hype is going to be – so large if he comes to Chicago and that's, I mean, that that's just what happens with this market, but I don't want that to be, I, I always feel like people are going to have too high of expectations for landing a, a splash like that, you know, and if it doesn't go exactly how they want it to, then people are gonna be like, oh, this Seth Jones move was a mistake. And that's like the tough situation the Blackhawks are in right now. It's like, listen, we got to do something here, though. We can't just nitpick around all of these defensemen. You got to find one you you will like a lot and go and get him. And there's not going to be opportunities to get Seth Jones caliber defenseman all that often. So I do think the Blackhawks, they absolutely have to be kicking the tires and figuring out what it's going to cost. And um, if they do wind up making a move, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and hope that uh, Seth can somehow live up to that Chicago-sized hype. But let's get into some potential deals here, Jay. Um, Actually, I'll let you start because you said there was a a really funny deal you wanted to
1: get into. Yeah, I mean, like, like, a proposal you saw. It's less funny and more like, I would love this. I feel like the city of Chicago would burn to the ground. Um, And it was, I was reading um, Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers, like, they had an article on the Athletic. I want say, I think yesterday. So we're recording this on on Friday. So it would have been Thursday. Um, and it was like a starting point for Seth Jones might be Kirby Dark. Ah, uh, I I can't do that. And then I was like, yeah, Jack's gonna hate this. Chicago's gonna hate this. But also, I'm gonna put it out there. Um, because that's I don't necessarily think that that's a starting point. But the Blue Jackets need a center real bad i just out of
0: all the guys on this roster i think kirby alex to and patrick kane are are the untouchables and i get why columbus would at least try to start that conversation with kirby doc but i just don't think i I would probably rather give up three first round picks than kirby doc like I i'm really high on kirby I think once he gets an actual, he's never had a training camp. He's never had a training camp before, either of the seasons that he's played. Once he kind of finally gets settled in, I think we're gonna really start to see this kid blossom. And We saw it a little bit when the Blackhawks were in the um the twelve man postseason last year, whatever that ridiculous playoff playing round was. Um, so I don't think I can do that. But we do have picks. We do have loads of defenseman prospects, but what kind of prospects? You said the blue jackets need a center. Would they do they want defenseman prospects as well? Because that's really where our arsenal is. We we have some centers. None of them are like high end like Kirby, though. We have young defensemen who have potential that we're more able to part ways with, I feel like. Like what what do the Jackets hypothetically want for Seth Jones?
1: Man, I think so. What what I've seen is that the asking price right now is a first, a second, and then a high-ish end prospect um but in terms of who that prospect is it's tough because we're kind of in a weird place at the minute where we need we need centers right now uh, our center depth so at the start of last season our center depth was pretty good we had Dubois we had Domi we had Miko Koivu as our third line center who I thought was really going to kind of solidify that bottom six and then we had Riley Nash um of those four centers one of them is still on the team um and he didn't even finish the season as a center. We traded away yeah. another guy who plays center for us, Nick Foligno. Whether he'll be back or not is a big question mark right now. Um Alexander Texier, Jack Roslovic are really our only kind of half decent centers right now. So center is, is a big, a big need. However, that last off season, we traded Ryan Murray and Marcus Nudavara to make room for Pierre-Luc Dubois' new contract, which obviously kind of went all all tits up. (laughs) Losing Seth Jones as well means that our defense right now is just, it is in tatters. And so it really depends on like a timeline, I think. And I've talked about this uh, before in terms of like who we're looking at in the draft, because we want a defenseman or we want a center. And so, you know, we've looked at, The top five is probably going to be Matt Bernier Bernier and um, four defensemen. So do we pick a defenseman? Do we go for Mason McTavish, who is like the second ranked center in the draft? And it all depends on what we get for Seth Jones. So if we trade Seth Jones before the draft, that will very much impact who we draft. However, if we do the draft, that will very much impact who we trade Seth Jones for, if that makes sense.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, June 21st, episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast and the Locked On Blue Jackets podcast if you're interested in hearing more on Seth Jones. It's all free. You can do it right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after this show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or, of course, you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on any of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.